Good evening, everybody, and welcome to These Frightening United States, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite myths, monsters, and legends in the greatest country on the earth, America. My name is Nathan Lee, and I am your host tonight, and with me is my co-host, Jessica. Jessica, how are you? I am good. You're good. Hey, so it has been quite a while. We have not recorded probably since... May? Maybe we've only got two episodes well, in. It was about the end of school. It was the end of school for you? Okay. Yeah. So as most of you guys may know or don't know, because our listenership, even though we've gotten quite a few downloads, I don't know necessarily how many people we have uh, across the board numbers-wise. Uh, Jessica is in school. She is um, soon to be making that crossover into high school, uh, but she's got an interest in uh, the same kind of things her dad does, which are cryptids and legends and urban myths and things like that. So um, today we are actually continuing on in our walk through all of the United States, state by state, alphabetical order. So we have already done Alabama, Alaska. Jessica, where are we today? We are now in Arizona. We are in Arizona. You ever been to Arizona? I'm not quite sure. You have never been to Arizona. I will tell okay. you that. I have actually <laughs> never been to Arizona. We have a friend that lives in Arizona. Um, who's currently out there actually uh, studying to become a police officer. So um, is out in Arizona. And my favorite movie, uh, well, in my top 10 favorite movies, is Raising Arizona, one of the greatest Nicolas Cage films of all time. So Arizona, is uh, it's impressive. The Grand Canyon's there. You think of deserts. You think cactus. You think heat, right? Arizona, you think of heat, okay? But what you may not think of when you hear about Arizona is you may not think of... Uh, large, hairy beasts. Now, for some of you, you may have heard legends of things called skinwalkers, um, which is a shapeshifter, Indian lore, Native American lore that comes out of Arizona. But what we found is not only does Sasquatch reside in the cool and balmy Northwest, he also resides in the dry desert heat of Arizona. And so I have a couple stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way we're going to do this, uh, Jessica and I decided, is uh, you know she's kind of here to learn a little bit about these, right? You don't really know as many, though you're interested, right? Yeah. And so you kind of have decided that you are going to be kind of my student when it comes to cryptozoological stories. So um, what are your favorite kinds? I love kind of spooky things. You like spooky. Okay. Like you hear something in the woods, you turn around and nothing's there. How are you at camping? I've been camping a few times. You've been camping. Yes, you have. Do you like it? Yeah, I really enjoy it. I like being outside. Okay. Do you ever get like nervous out in the woods? If it's raining. Okay, so if we ever told these stories we're on a campfire, would you get freaked out? No. Okay, so we'll see if we can freak you out. Maybe that's <laughs> our goal for the show is to try to freak you out so yeah. you'll never go camping. Um, but, okay, so here's where we're going to start in Arizona. And uh, like I said, you, you would think maybe uh, in Arizona the cryptids would revolve around, uh, you know, uh, giant birds, which we'll get to. There are some of those. But to think of a large, hairy creature uh, in a desert hot environment may not be what you're thinking of but arizona has mountains and so those mountains it's high altitude and so you you know it's not complete desert and so there are environments where you might find these but the first one i love this one the very first one we're going to talk about is uh the mongolian monster and i think i'm pronouncing that correctly i saw that in a newscast but the mongolian monster it's m-o-g-o-l-l-o-n and it's referred to as a troll now, I don't know what you know about trolls. Do you know anything I, about I've trolls? I've heard like various things that they could be huge giant creatures or they could be little itty bitty things. It's, yeah. They kind of, 
with every story, it's kind of different. Well, and trolls, if you've ever seen that, okay, there's a great movie called Troll Hunter. Okay. And it's great. It's awesome. And it's about a guy in Norway who hunts trolls. I think it's called Troll Hunter. Yeah. And so what you find out is there's all sorts of different types of trolls. Mm-hmm. And you might know trolls from fairy tales living under the bridge yeah. and the billy goats gruff and who's tap, tap, tapping on my bridge. But one thing that trolls in folklore have is uh, uh, they tend to be uh, creatures that eat people. Oh. Um, they're mean. They're not, they're not <laughs> nice, generally. Um, and uh, they can... Uh, uh, even in this movie, it was really funny because they can they can smell the blood of Christian men, and that was the thing. Is this uh, that was kind of their folklore? But we know trolls are not good. You know, you're, you're and if you've seen Lord of the Rings, you know yeah. the trolls are never the good guys. So here's the story. So we have this report from a man, I.W. Stevens, and he reports seeing a creature near the Grand Canyon. And this is his description: It had long white hair and matted beard that reached to his knees. So right away, we've got a different description here. He's got a beard all the way down to his knees. It wore no clothing, and upon his talon-like fingers were claws at least two inches long. Upon, close, upon closer inspection, he noted a coat of gray hair nearly covered his body with here and there a spot of dirty skin showing. He saw the creature drinking the blood from two felled cougars, and when it saw him, it picked up a club and screamed at him. Okay, so let's set the stage here. We've got a hairy creature, long white hair, and a matted beard down to his knees. So, wild man, maybe? (laughs) Crazy guy living in the woods? I mean, you got to be crazy if you've just killed two cougars (laughs) with a club. And we all know, uh, you know, there's no way to face the fear better than looking in the eyes of a live cougar. Thank you, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) And uh, so, we have this story of uh, a guy running into him and... I don't know about you, but it doesn't really tell us what happened after. All we know (laughs) is that it saw him, picked up a club, and screamed at him. So my assumption is I.W. Stevens ran away. Yes. Because he did report it. And so maybe the troll's not that fast. So, um, you know, there is a recent record of a sighting of the troll. But this was actually in 2013. How old were you in 2013? Do you remember? Um, Six years ago. Yeah, I was about... Seven or eight. Seven, yeah, you seven were about or seven or eight, maybe. Um, so anyway, uh, this was in the crypto, cryptozoology news. It says a 28-year-old woman believes she came across an unidentified animal while hiking the Canyon Point Trail located in the region of Magoyan Rim. Uh, y. Estevez, a sociology student who claims she was alone at the time of the incident, says she saw a troll, quote, looking creature drinking from a pool of water. It was on its knees drinking water, and when I found it, drinking, making noises like a pig, which is something um, I think in legend, in lore, trolls making sounds like pigs is part of that. So at first sight, the animal looked like a pig to me. I think in uh, depictions of trolls in movies and stuff, I, I actually have seen somewhere uh, they're given noises like pigs. I don't know. I hate pigs, so <laughs> it's not something that I would want to hear. Um, but upon closer inspection, she saw that it had... Long hair, gray and bluish, and I swear it looked like one of those trolls from a fairy tale. Ugly stuff. The face was human looking, no hair on it, but full of bumps. What do trolls have? Warts. Yes. They have warts (laughs) on them. Um, The eyes were kind of a brown red, the thick big nose, small lips, no expression on its face at all. It then took off running like a person. Now, you think about Bigfoot accounts. What do you remember from Bigfoot stories? They're usually, they don't, they're on, 
but whenever they're seen, they're either on their two legs standing mm-hmm. up or they are just getting, they are about ready to stand up. Or they're about ready to stand up. A yeah. lot of Bigfoot stories start with them crouching, whether they're eating something or whether they yeah. are drinking water. Um, one thing I noticed that's missing from these stories, what do you think that is? Have you noticed there's one fact that's missing? We have the hair. And the color of the hair seems to match in a lot of those. We have the screaming, which yeah. is often found. Um, the noises, those kind of mm-hmm. things. And Bigfoot have been known to make noises like pigs, according to the stories. Um, and we have a, a, an aggression towards human beings. But there's yeah. one thing missing that you, usually uh, is a prominent detail in all Bigfoot encounters. Did you catch it? Not really. I did we're not. Testing, we're testing yeah. your knowledge. <laughs> Nobody says anything about how it smelled. Oh, yeah. Nobody says anything about how it smells. Now, if you know your Bigfoot stories and your Sasquatch lore, what is the one thing everybody always comments on? They have like a foul smell. They have a foul smell that's been described somewhere between a skunk, rotting garbage, a wet dog that's rolled around in, in rot, <laughs> rotting food. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bad. And a lot of times uh, people th- describe gagging when they hear it. Uh, some have speculated that it's a defense thing, um, that they may have some kind of hormone or something in the air, or they're just gross, you yeah. know, or dirty. So their wild animals are gonna be dirty from just running and walking. And yeah, depending around. on the view you have of Bigfoot. Now there's multiple views of Sasquatch. Some yeah. people think it's a humanoid that has intelligence. There's others that think it's an alien that comes from another divent- dimension. There's the guys who are part of the uh, North American Wood Ape Conservancy mm-hmm. who are out in Oklahoma that actually believe it's an animal that we have not found yet. It's a large primate like an ape, a gorilla that yeah. actually has lived uh, long enough, and we have not discovered, which kind of makes sense when you think about when the lowland gorilla was discovered, which was only the late 1800s, uh, when they actually discovered that. So whether or not you believe in it all, the possibility, there's enough empty uh, forest area, I believe, that you know something could exist. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different states that have so many different stories. I mean, if you really looked into it, each state has their own, even though they might be slightly different, they have their mm-hmm. own it's telling us that there's so many ways it could go. Yeah, everybody's got a version that's based off something, which is why I'm into this, because it does seem like there's some kind of unifying story that we can all agree ties all this together. Now, we do have Bigfoot sightings, and I do actually have a photo of what mm-hmm. is possible a group of Bigfoots, possibly a group of Bigfoots, that was picked up by an ADOT, the Arizona Department of Transportation, one of their cameras that's positioned on the highway. Uh, looks like it's up a mountain pass, like when you go up skiing. Yeah. You drive over these mountain passes, and you know it's a it's a pine tree kind of forest, and there are four uh, shapes: two large and two small, kind of on the side of the road. It's out near uh, State Road 260, um, and so apparently the evidence and sightings of Bigfoot are frequent in Arizona. Uh, BFRO, which is the Bigfoot Research Organization, the guys that are on Finding Bigfoot, um, it just in one county they've they've listed at least 32 sightings. Um, and then eight and some others. But again, when you get down to this, these are eyewitness reports. They go out and they interview somebody. Um, but at the same time, what do you, you don't have much more to go off but that. Now, there's an 80s uh, story, a story from the 80s, of a Bigfoot living in Hell Canyon, which is near Drake, Arizona. And there's some deadwood harvesters that are out there. It says, we used to cut firewood in the Kiabab National Forest and saw many tracks many times. Additionally, a possible living quarters was uh, discovered. The site that was most bizarre was a cave with a very big tree covering the entrance. 
Often reports of the elusive beast involve a piercing, sometimes deafening scream, once again the scream, or howl unlike that produced by known wildlife. Now, here's something they say that I think you would probably freak out about. Think about this. Imagine this. Those who say they've crossed paths with the beast regularly describe an eerie silence prior to their encounter, an appreciable stillness in the woods that commonly surrounds predatory animals. More common are reports of a strong, very foul stench, which has been described as that of dead fish, a skunk with bad body odor, decaying peat moss, and by someone with an exceptionally keen sense of smell, apparently the musk of a snapping turtle. Now, I've never smelled a snapping turtle. I've never gotten near, but uh, that's pretty distinct and detailed. Now, imagine walking through the woods... Or camping, and you've been camping, you know how noisy it is. Yeah. I mean, where we live, what do you primarily hear out in the woods? Like, even if we're out in the woods, we hear cars, we hear people, and people at their houses, and just everyday things going on outside. There might be a bird in the tree, or a squirrel, or something out there, and um, if there's a really big silence, that means that something's not right. Generally, because we yeah. hear coyotes all the time. Yeah. We hear, and we've heard coyotes take uh, rabbits yeah. uh, in the middle of the night, and it's pretty loud. And, and so, you know, to hear total silence in the woods, and I've been camping in remote areas where the woods are noisy at night. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot of things. So a lot of things are nocturnal, and they go out at night, and they are walking around and hunting and just doing what they do every uh, as their normal life. And if you know, it, it was it would be kind of scary if I was out there and all of a sudden I don't hear anything because that means that, you know, you're just in this complete silence. There's like no wind. There's yeah. no leaves. And what's going to happen next? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So speaking of rabbits, speaking of rabbits, we're talking about cryptids. Here we go. Possibly the least frightening thing we're going to talk about tonight mm-hmm. is Benicula? the, well, no, not Benicula, <laughs> is the giant jackrabbit. Okie dokie. Um, Actually, truthfully, this animal, we have evidence that it did exist. Really? Yes. So archaeologists, it says they have discovered uh, Neurologus neurologus rex, which could easily be (laughs) described as a giant jackrabbit on most of the Earth's continents. It weighed 26 pounds. It was six times bigger than the common European rabbit, which is a big rabbit. Yeah. Um, and then in 2006, the residents of Felton in northeastern England have confirmed that a huge floppy-eared creature <laughs> is leaving behind giant paw prints <laughs> and a trail of destroyed carrots, leeks, onions, and turnips following nighttime raids. <laughs> so when we talk about Arizona, uh, a Bigfoot researcher said his team spotted the giant jackrabbit, but when they attempted to capture it on video, the camera malfunctioned unexpectedly. So, okay. That kind of makes me... Yeah, like, I know. Uh, I'm kind of. I mean, th- the archaeologist thing that would make more sense because when dinosaurs were around, there was many things that we probably still don't know yet because we haven't gotten that far under the ground and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we're digging up stuff all the time. Um, I just think a couple <laughs> things for your viewing. Uh, you know, if you're uh, obviously there's the Monty Python reference with the killer bunny um, <laughs> that that attacks, but then there's also a great movie from the '70s called Night of the Lepus. Oh. Which is or lepus, however you want to pronounce it, which is about mutated giant rabbits that like eat people and That's kill them. That's my new movie I need to see. But it's one of those <laughs> movies that they did in the seventies where instead of special effects, they just blew up footage of bunnies and made them like super huge and superimposed <laughs> it on people. And so it's it's pretty comical. So, so I think there was um, a mystery science theater thing where they had like giant grasshoppers. Oh, that was the uh, beginning of the end. Yeah. Another great movie. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, I know my Saturday afternoon creature feature. Now, this is another, uh, this one's a flying uh, creature. Oh. And there's a photo of it on this one particular website. It's a supposed photo. And it has bat wings and arms, and it's white with a black head with horns. Now, another 70s TV movie that goes way back was a TV movie called Gargoyles. And it took place, I believe, in Arizona. And it was about winged creatures that uh, lived outside this town and uh, lived in a cave. And so near this town in this story, not the movie, of Two Guns, Arizona, inside something called the Apache Death Cave. That's a great name. Well, I'm, wasn't there the Apache Indians? Well, obviously, the, yes, the Apache yeah. Indians. But this is the Apache Death Cave. It oh. lives the Oswang a shape-shifting vampiric creature that was first sighted hundreds of years ago, get this, in the Philippines. Now, if you don't know, Jessica, the Philippines are in the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) And so, nowhere near Arizona. Um, Now, I love the description because it says it makes it sound like a rattlesnake, has sharp claws, and sucks uh, the unborn babies from its prey. Sounds a lot like a chupacabra, right? Yes. A little bit. It sometimes has been mistaken for the chupacabra. Um, however, the Osvang is able to flatten its body like a mouse to get through tight squeezes, perfect for cave dwelling, which again is another nightmare fuel because anything <laughs> yeah. that can squeeze through cracks to get into your house is not cool. Um, apparently, there have been cows that have been found, pregnant cows that have supposedly been attacked by this, but it's a shape shapeshifter, and it's been, uh, legends say that it has, has turned itself to look human and lived as a regular townsperson. Um, and so they're described as being, when they're in that human form, quiet, shy, and elusive. And then at night they transform into creatures such as a cat, a bird, a dog, a bear, anything like that. Um, there's also a photo from the Philippines, which we won't post, where it says that this supposedly is uh, pictures of a wound from a reported attack. Um, and it's a person, it's right along the jawline. Um, but when they're not shape-shifting, they're described as being emaciated and scrawny with gray mottled skin and milky white eyes that are as cold-looking as they are emotion-free. And they're covered with sores. So, interesting. I'm thinking of like a, like as you said, gargoyle, like a demon something. Like I- well, yeah, you think of a gargoyle, the horns yeah. and all that. Um, and then, uh, you know, so... Uh, kind of cool. You know, if you want to go out and find all these, uh, there's great websites. Uh, you just have to look up cryptids, C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-S, of whatever state, and you're going to get a list of them. Um, and you also get links to news reports where people have said, hey, I've seen this and whatnot. Now, the last one I'm going to talk about um, tonight, and, you know, one of the things we've decided on this is we could keep going and going and going, and we're just kind of giving you an overview of what's in each state. I think it would be fun to go back and hammer down and specifically on some of these creatures in a little more in depth. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, I think it's like after we're done with the 50, 50 states, I'm sorry, because obviously we're going to finish this in a matter of time. I think maybe going back for like each episode, we do like a different creature. Yeah, we do then, one. That yeah. we, so the last one is the reptoid. I love lizard creatures. I, when I saw when I was a kid, I saw creature from the black lagoon and the sequels Uh, On Saturday afternoon, I loved them. I love the idea of lizard men. Um, But this one is uh, from February 2014. Three bikers saw a reptilian humanoid in the Sonoran Desert, about six foot tall, very, very skinny, and it walked awkwardly like a monkey. 
He stopped and made eye contact with me, and I could see him clearly. The eyes were kind of like a snake's, but black with a yellow stripe in the middle of the eye. So reversed from a snake. Yeah. Uh, they were black, but the, but the pupil glowed yellow. Uh, green and red scales on the face and head, which is fascinating, because usually they're yeah. kind of a dull color when you hear these stories. But like this sounds like gray more Gray like, or like a really, really dark gray. Yeah, like a, like, a, like a gray or a sand color. Um, the red color was kind of like the same as the desert, and it looked like it had a sandy texture. It didn't have a nose, only two holes on its face. I couldn't see any ears or hair. A red mouth that looked like it had blood around it, but it didn't look like it was bleeding. It looked like a pattern. It reminded me of a chameleon, but it looked like a person, too. The creature raised its long arms with strange-looking claws that looked like a, br- a, bu- a branch full of thorns, waved at them, and emitting a loud, chattering sound with, with its teeth. Then it rapidly ran away, leaving the trio in shock. Go figure. This sounds like a demogorgon to me. Okay, you've been watching Stranger Things too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> like an interpretation. It, like, it does. Like, the, the way it described was like the kind of the color and the way it Well, it ran. sounds like, to me, what they're describing is what would be a common desert lizard in the area. Yeah. You know, something that would be common to the, you know, I don't, not, a, not a horned toad or a horned lizard, but um, something, a frilled lizard or something like that yeah. that might have some color to it. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, that's where they come up with these ideas and these legends. Is It seems to be that maybe some of these legends, the creatures look similar to what is native uh, flora and fauna uh, to the area, yeah. the native animals. And so something that is mutated or whatever, it's what they seem to like. So Because with the bright colors, a lot of times frogs and lizards, will they'll put on those bright colors to, like, scare other predators yeah it could be a warning it could be something uh some kind of you know maybe it's venomous and that's what the colors indicate it seems interesting to me that something would have bright colors and stay hidden yeah you know obviously but he did say that the red was similar to the desert so maybe it's It's able to blend it yeah muddy red it blends in Um, but it is an interesting kind of idea uh, out in the middle of the desert because there are reptiles out there we usually think reptiles and lizard men is living in swamps or whatnot that's how the movies do it but this is something living out in the desert, uh, out where it's dry. Kind of think of like the Slee Stacks from Land of the Lost, which you've never watched. But when I was a kid, that was an awesome show. So maybe Slee Stacks with a little more color. So that's that's another story we can get to. But yeah. So Arizona. One day we got to take a road trip out there. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. I think that'd be interesting. Well, we are actually heading on a vacation later this year. And uh, the place we're going is one of the uh, creepiest places on the planet and in the United States with more stories than most places. And so uh, we'll get to those when we it's a little bit further down the alphabet. But uh, when we go up there this later this year during the fall, uh, we'll have some maybe we'll have some time to go uh, check out some of the local ones. So anyway, hey, guys, thanks for listening. You guys can find us on iTunes and on Spotify and uh, we're getting ready to put all these up on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, you can also reach us at thepodcastingleads at gmail.com. That's the email that goes to all of our shows. We have several that we as a family are doing. Um, so until next time, this is Nathan. This is Jessica. And uh, we hope that you guys.